listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. In this episode, we are talking about episode 112 of Winona Earp, House of Memories. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. And let's get started with some general reviews. Annie, what did you think? Um, I loved seeing the team all dressed up and trying to be one step ahead of Bobo and finding the lead, only to have him poison the champagne at the end and turn everyone against Winona, kind of like a zombie apocalypse, well, crazy people apocalypse of everybody closing in on her and dolls. is genuine, oh, snickerdoodles moment for me. I, of course, love the way hot stuff and how that relationship is progressing. You should have seen me, Chris. I was like, she called her baby. The, uh, that was just me and quite a few other people on Twitter. And I'm very conflicted about Waverly and Willa because... Waverly, you know, is still trying to figure out her feelings about Willa and defends her against Bobo. And at the same time, I'm like, but you're so mean to Nicole and have no social graces. And of course, that ending with Willa and Bobo. So, <sighs> Willa. And yay for Winona and Dolls. I just, I love how their partnership has evolved throughout the season and how he encourages her when she's doubting herself and saying she's no one special. And I'm like, no, Winona, don't say that about yourself. You're so much better than that. So again, such an awesome performance from Melanie Scrifano. And yeah, so I liked it. What did you think, Chris? I liked it too. But the thing is, like, I found this episode unnecessarily convoluted in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but I still enjoyed it. There were a lot of cute moments. And we finally got some answers we were looking for. You know, like what the heck the lead is. They've been mentioning the lead a lot. So you knew they were going to have to reveal it soon, and they finally did. And yeah, cute moments for Waverly and Nicole and for Winona and Dolls. Yay! If you're a Winona and Dolls shipper, which I know some people are way more in the Winona and Doc camp, but um, sorry, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel conflicted about Willa, which I suspect is intentional because mm -hmm. it's one of those things she's doing terrible things. She's not being a nice person, but at the same time, look at how she grew up. Exactly. Like a lot of terrible her. stuff has been going on for Willa. So yeah, she's sympathetic, but at the same time, stop it, Willa. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the stuff that happened this episode because, oh man, it, it starts off in sort of that uncomfortable place that we were just talking about with Willa, especially because Winona and mm -hmm. Willa are interrogating Whiskey Jim. They're trying to get information about Willa. Since he's the one who led them to Willa, it makes sense that he'd be a good place to start. But Willa is just like really... No impulse control. Which is something that we see a lot from the Earp girls. I mean, to be fair. Yeah, but when it even goes beyond what Winona's saying, it's kind of like, and you thought Winona had her own issues. Willa has them times ten. Yeah, it's it's sort of exponentially worse. You know, a lot of it can be attributed to her upbringing, but, you know, she's just kind of going forward like an out-of-control locomotive or something, and you're like, wait, you gotta work with a team, you gotta work with your sisters, otherwise you're never gonna get the information you need. I at least feel like I understand where it's coming from. <laughs> but at the same time, you're just, you're you're watching it and you're going, no, Willa, no. Like, Willa, stop. Yeah. But he does tell them about a surge a couple of years before Winona came back. 
And then kind of almost immediately, Willa takes Peacemaker and shoots him in the head. Which, not cool, Willa. Mm-mm. Even though I think we'd kind of wondered if maybe Winona had actually already done that. <laughs> but apparently she hadn't. Yeah, and then, you know, Willa's like, uh, we get a little way hot cuteness where Nicole's dressing Waverly's wounds and Willa just comes in there. She goes, well, I've had to redress it every day. And I'm like, Willa, social graces. But at least she recognizes it later. And even though Waverly looks a little annoyed because she was rude to Nicole, but she says, well, don't worry, you have me. So, you know, you see a little bit of conflict in Waverly, and I like that. Again, what I said last week, it's not a cut and dry thing where Willa comes back and everything's fine. Right. I think Waverly is sort of in the same place that we as the audience are, where yeah. we know that this terrible thing has happened to Willow. We're trying to be sympathetic and understanding to it, but at the same time, you know, be nicer, Willa. <laughs> yeah, because because Waverly has the same experience that the audience has. We don't know Willa at all, neither does Waverly, because she was too young. So she still takes Willa, and they kind of follow the clues, and they go to the uh, bird sanctuary, where they find this treehouse. And find out that Willa's memories had been taken by the by the Stone Witch. Yep, Constance Cludy back again. So, so Willa grew up in this treehouse when Bobo took her. Is that what the implication was? I guess so. I I have to say though, props to I guess Melanie Scrivano wrote that um, they built that whole thing on set that treehouse. Oh wow. I have to say, though, the cinematography in this episode was gorgeous. Like, those shots where they were in the bird sanctuary. And I like that sequence where they're both the, the Urk girls walking along with shotguns. And I'm like, yeah, that's just the Urk girls. But I like that shot. But yeah, the cinematography in this episode was, I mean, it's gorgeous every episode. But there were some shots that were incredible. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, that, the whole growing up in the treehouse with Bobo there, it's super creepy, right? Super creepy and super, like, you know, scarring you. No wonder, yeah. It can just have an incredible, uh, horrible influence on Willa. So, yeah. Well, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly Bobo's deal with Willa is, because it's making me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. And did he know the whole time that she was the lead? Was that part of the deal that he... She wasn't always the lead, Annie. Oh, okay. Because okay, let's let's talk about this deal that Ward made with yeah, Bobo. Because I was a little fuzzy on that. The lead is the Erp heir, the current whoever Earp the Erp heir is. Yeah, the plan that was part of the deal that Ward had made with Bobo was that Ward was going to go with Bobo and act as the lead and get out of the Ghost River Triangle to break the curse. Yeah, he was going to take Bobo and whoever else. Out of the Ghost River Triangle. It was going to break the curse for both of them, is what it sounded like from that letter. Mm-hmm. Meaning that it would break the curse for the Revenants, but it would also break the curse for the Earps being responsible for the Revenants, is what it sounds like to me. If I'm understanding mm-hmm. this correctly, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, because Ward was going to do this, part of the deal was he was going to go with them, but they would have to leave his kids alone. Yeah. Essentially, this was going to free the Earp girls from having to be the heir, is what Ward's plan seemed to be. This is why Ward was going to even make this deal with Bobo. 
So then, did Bobo just renege on that deal and the Seven decided to attack the homestead instead? I'm a little fuzzy on this, because they did say something about Bobo reneging on the deal, but I'm not entirely sure how this happened. I'm a little fuzzy on this, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if it's deliberate on the show's part or not. Okay, so because the lead has to go with them on this specific date, right? And it has to go, they have to go willingly. Right. Which Ward was going to do. So I'm thinking either Ward didn't go and so they came to get him. Because this is, this is a conversation I was having with, with some of my friends because this whole thing, again, this is going back to the, the whole like super convoluted thing. Cause we don't know when it was that they made that deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm partly wondering, well, did Ward maybe back out on whatever time he was supposed to go with them? And so they had to, like, come get him? And then they took. And then because Ward got killed, maybe they took. Then they just decided to take Willa. Right, because Willa then would her. become the heir. Yeah, and then keep her in their clutches until she became the heir. And Right. You know, then she'd be able to willingly walk away with it. Bobo because... She kind of would have been brainwashed into it because she would have been with him for all the time when she grew up. Right. I mean, that's... Yes. But yeah, why it was that they came to the homestead. Because I think Winona says something about how Bobo reneged on the deal and came and got them and was taking Willa as insurance. And that's when mm-hmm. yeah Ward started to rebel against them. That's what Winona said happened. But I, again, like I don't know that there's enough information to confirm or deny that is what I'm saying. <laughs> but maybe I'm thinking about it too hard and should just take Wayne on his no. word for it. I don't know. No, makes sense. Yeah. But then what did Robert's letter, who is also Bobo, have to do with that? It wasn't Robert's letter. It was it was Wyatt's, Wyatt's letter to letter to Robert. Bobo, yeah. yeah. Oh. But what about it? So that the purpose of that letter just explained what the what the what the air was, that it was that they were the lead. Or what the lead was? I yeah. I don't know. Beyond plot exposition, I don't know what the purpose of that letter was. Like, I don't know why why it would have told Bobo that. I still am fuzzy on exactly who Bobo is to the Earps, you know? Well, if he's Robert, which is a confidant of Wyatt, but maybe Wyatt confided that to Robert before he became a revenant. Yeah, I mean... yeah. I think he would have had to. Yeah. (laughs) Because one becomes a revenant by being shot with Peacemaker. So. Yeah. I mean, I would think that that would have been before Wyatt had killed him, Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because it (sighs) would be hard to confide in him after he had killed him. True. Unless he knew that was going to happen. And I, I mean, I don't know. I'm so, again, fuzzy on the details on all of this. So another thing that happened that I'm a little fuzzy on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so apparently when Doc had gotten conked on the head and taken by some unknown entity, it was Big Bubba. Who was really creepy in Silence of the Lambs. Like I kept thinking that too. It's like, boy, that guy watched Silence of the Lambs one too many times. I know, but really creeped me out. and I didn't quite understand what he was doing. Like, what was the purpose of his experiments? And Well, I mean, that was, he was the one responsible for the drug that was in the champagne. That's what I thought. Yeah, I figured that out later. But yeah, as it was happening, and 
he's talking to Doc, I was like, what is this guy's deal besides being incredibly creepy? Well, my confusion is, why did he take Doc? Because he had him teach him how to throw knives. Like, is that why he took him? Or was he doing that as part of his working with Bobo? Did Bobo maybe ask him to get Doc Holiday out of the way? I don't know. If they explained yeah, it, I missed it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe take out a ERP ally? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. I was kind of glad when Doc got out of there, just because uh, it meant we wouldn't see Big Bubba anymore, because he was really creepy. Yeah, that scene ended in a creepy way, too, with yeah. Doc throwing the knife through the guy's head, which yeah. it's like I could have done without seeing that. Mm-hmm. And the poor exper- guy that... I could have done Big without seeing Bubba, that, too. Yeah. That Most was of really... those scenes, I could have done without... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to live tweet. I'm not going to look at this, because it's creeping me out. I just I, I have my tolerance levels where it's mm-hmm. just I'm like I don't I don't need to see that. Yeah. So speaking of Bobo's plans, and we've talked about them a little bit already, but this whole party situation I'm just confused about. <laughs> Why? Because it's so so specific and so complicated and for a large part seems pretty unnecessary. Hmm. Right? Cause when they start off the episode, he's very specific talking to the judge. Which also, is the judge not a revenant after all? I guess not. I wasn't. One thing I was fuzzy on is why he killed himself. Apparently, to free himself from having to deal with Bobo. Apparently. But, but he anyway. sure made a mess of Shorty's. I know. But, <sighs> but apparently, he was at Shorty's to get the lead. So I guess he doesn't. It doesn't matter now to Bobo. Mm, yeah. Anyway, but Bobo says to the judge that he needs that specific hotel. Like, he's very, very particular about it. And so it was basically a red herring, right? Because for a long time, they were like, oh, he he's having the party at this hotel. That means that we have to find what it is that's there. That place is full of antiques. It must be something there. Yeah, it was a red herring for what the lead was. And then Waverly's talking but why about... did why was it that Bobo was so specific about that specific location then? I don't know. Maybe it was a good place. Maybe it's the only place big enough in town to get everybody together to, you know, poison. But then it's not always a guarantee that everybody's going to drink the champagne. So, yeah, there's kind of a flaw in that plan. But really, I suppose you'd only need about half the people to cause That's enough true. big enough ruckus. Right? That's true. So one of my friends posed the question, why was it that Bobo had this plan? Like, what was the purpose of it? Because it really all seemed pretty unnecessary when it turned out that Willa was the lead, which I had kind of suspected she might be before, but... Yeah, me too, because I saw some... Uh, this is what happens when I look at spoiler photos for the next two episodes. So. Yeah, I didn't do that. I was just like, hmm... Bobo is obsessed with the lead. Bobo is also obsessed with Willa. That's hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. But still, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can, yeah. So, that wasn't too much of a surprise to me. Yeah. So, like, why was it that Bobo had this super complicated party plan? Is it just that Bobo is a drama king? He is. And I'm like, well, Come on, clearly with, he is. With that coat and that hair? Of course he is. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, the theatrics of literally everything he has done. Yeah. 
But yeah, that was the only thing I could come up with was, did he just need a distraction to get Willa away from the other Earp girls? Because clearly they were going to keep an eye on her otherwise. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's the only thing I can come up with. But even that seems like an insufficient reason for plans that elaborate and that specific, you know? (laughs) But maybe I'm thinking about it too hard now. I don't know. No, it's all right. But you know, you know how it is with TV shows. We're all, huh? Wait, but try to apply logic, and it doesn't always follow through. But you know, I mean, but still, the whole point when he said everybody was poisoned—that was still a big surprise to me. And I, only later, yeah, when you think about it, you're all, huh? Oh, a- another thing though, regarding the parties, like what happened to Poker Spectacular? Did did we miss it? I know. Where's all the chips and cards? Because, like, I don't think this was Poker Spectacular. (laughs) Did it happen in between episodes and there was just a lot of talk about it and it happened and we never saw any of it? I would have liked to have seen Poker Spectacular. Doc, of course, would have won, but it would have been fun. Maybe that's why Big Bubba took Doc to hold him during Poker Spectacular, which happened off screen. Yeah. This is now my headcanon. Anyway, I did have to mention the... uh, there have been a couple of really excellent lines in this episode. I especially liked at the beginning, there was, look, Bourbon Bob, or whatever your name is. <laughs> Bourbon Bob. <sighs> yeah. I'm just going to start calling people Bourbon Bob now. That'll Not work. really. That'll work. <laughs> I also liked the line in the scene where Dolls was trying to get Winona to dress up, or trying to tell her that she needed to dress up, <laughs> and that her crop top baby tees and then he like air quoted her nice jeans yeah it's like the finger quoting just, yeah it made me happy for some reason because i'm a nerd that's why but then later when she was like when she walked in and she's stunning and you know the camera has that shot where it just zooms in on her she goes see told you i could find my own dress i was like see see dolls <laughs> and doll's face was like total agreement <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah everybody looked really good everybody dressed to the nines so that made me yeah, happy formal wear man yeah formal <laughs> wears and and champ of course had a tuxedo shirt which is so in character with him yeah i thought that was funny yeah. even if he was being a complete a-hole so I was really happy when Nicole clocked him. And then she, of course, brings her handcuffs out of her clutch. And I'm like, who does that? Oh, my God, I love you so much, Nicole Hot. So, yeah. Well, where else are you supposed to keep them? It's true. But just the fact that she had them on her. It's like, I don't know if Deadly has his handcuffs on him. But she's like, nope, once a cop, always a cop. So I just didn't think you'd have that in your clutch. Maybe uh, you can't fit much in there. Maybe a phone and some makeup. But nope, she has her handcuffs. I mean, it's a good thing she did. Yeah. Maybe she was thinking ahead to, like, drunk people. Which is what happened. So, good job, Nicole. I approve. Yeah, I like what she said to Waverly. You know, you're dating a cop now. We go where the danger is. And then you responded exactly like Waverly did, right? Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, way hot was way cute this episode. Way cute. I loved Nicole and her oversized purple turtleneck in the barn scene and way hot getting it on and getting a little hot and heavy oh, yes again i was like she called her baby <gasps> and then what is it with all the older herb sisters just 
having the ba- the worst timing. And Willa comes in and wow, I didn't I didn't know you were a gay. But I was not happy with Willa in that scene how she say she'd kind of use that against Waverly not telling Winona. And I'm like, Willa, that's just not cool. But that's kind of that's the way Willa's character has Yeah, all over the place. But then we get that story from Waverly about when they were kids. Yeah. And it's not something new, apparently. Willa being Mm. kind of a jerk about stuff. More than a jerk, but yeah. I don't know. See, now I'm kind of wondering, my question is, so it's kind of seems kind of, it comes in bits and pieces how Willa is regaining her memories. So when did she kind of regain her memory of what Bobo was or what who what he meant to her and when when was she planning to go along with him? Was it kind of just at the end of the episode or I think she didn't really get the memories of Bobo back until they went to the treehouse. Hmm, yeah. It seemed to be when she touched the tree. Yeah. But from that point on, was she always planning to just deceive her sisters and go with Bobo? Because I think so. Yeah, because she's so, at the party, she's like, nope, I'm staying here. And she's totally not- I'm telling everybody to drink the champagne. Exactly, and yeah. Really and insistent about Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And then she has Peacemaker with her at the end of the episode, correct? I believe so. Yeah, so will it ever work for Winona again? I, I had a- Oh, fiddlesticks moment when it didn't work for Winona, when it fizzed out on her, when she was going up against that Revenant. And I'm like, oh no, Peacemaker chose Willa. And Winona has that huge moment of doubt where she's like, I'm not the heir. You know, so will it ever work for Winona again? But the show is named Winona Earp, so you figure something's gonna happen. I've gotta say, though, like, kudos to dolls for reassuring Winona. Yes, that was one of the best scenes. And I would have kissed him, too. I was going to say, like, if I didn't already kind of ship it, I would at that point. Yeah, I, that was I know true it's for iffy because he's her boss, but come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. And the same thing with Champ being a jerky face and outing Nicole in front of her boss. And he's like, well, that's her business. And I'm like, I really like you, Nedley. I like that he's like smiling at Winona at the beginning of the episode when he's giving dolls the file. And I'm like, wow, when has that happened? And, you know, so I'm happy he's getting some development and. You know, he was so curmudgeon and I just thought he'd be a kind of a secondary character that wouldn't have a lot of screen time uh, at the beginning of the series. But so I really like how he's developing. Me too. Yeah. I like him much more than I thought I would. Yeah. But yeah, I'm all about Winona and Dolls. I didn't know I needed it until I saw it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you were always the naysayer with Winona and Dolls. And I was like, but just, you know, when he said to her, oh, you were you were such a mess when I met you. Erp, and he goes, she goes, hot mess. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> like Which that. I'm now pitching as the new ship name for Winona and Officer Hot. <laughs> oh, okay. Hot mess. <laughs> uh, somebody um, might have already made that joke, I don't remember. But, um, and then he's like, well, now I couldn't, I couldn't imagine anybody else being my partner or something akin to that. And I was like, oh, dolls, I love it when you're all mushy. Isn't it great? That was awesome. But yeah, good, good character development for those two and their relationship and their partnership. Well, not relationship, but their partnership. So yeah, what's going to happen with Willa and Bobo walking off? Are they just going to break free of the Ghost River Triangle? And when are Waverly and Winona going to find out, oh yeah, where'd she go and who's she with? So, oh crap. I don't know. Although, 
if I had to guess what's going to happen in in the season finale, which is the next episode, mm-hmm. I kind of don't think Will is going to make it. Yeah, because again, it's the dynamic of who's going to be the heir. And again, the name of the show is Winona Earp. And yeah, so I mean, she's she's proven herself to be a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know that that's how they're going to resolve it, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's yeah, that had crossed my mind too. So yeah, some major stuff's gonna go down, I bet. But I'm anticipating it, and I'm looking forward to it. If you have thoughts that you'd like to share with us about this episode or our discussion of the episode, you can do that in a number of ways. You can send us an email to feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can call our listener voicemail line and leave us a message at 972-514-7223. And you can find us on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Phenalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts about Orphan Black and Lost Girl and Killjoys and a couple of other things over at AskGenreTV.com. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris. Totally looking forward to the finale. My name is Annie. Thanks for listening. <laughs>